What's up? Oh shit, it's recording. Let me turn that off. Maybe you should record this. I don't know. Okay, alright. I've, I've never seen a movie where the acts were as clearly defined and flawed as A Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> My entire life. Second act, after Bane beats the shit out of him and it fades to black, the whole idea of throwing Bruce Wayne in a metaphorical well for the entire second act, that is... A cool uh, idea. That is awful idea. It's a cool that, idea, because cause he rose. He rose. <laughs> See, that's my problem with it. Somebody thought that was a really, really smart metaphor. <laughs> Throw him in a metaphorical well in Middle East land <laughs> for the entire second act. I mean, literally. So he's thrown in an unspecified location, which actually it, it goes against the entire plot they've set up. Which the entire plot is nobody can leave or enter Gotham, or else they explode a nuclear bomb. It's policed by the entire U.S. military, but he somehow is taken away to Middle East land. Gonna assume Afghanistan. Who knows? Maybe Mongolia. Maybe. And then, not only does after that plotline end, he teleports back off <laughs> with no explanation whatsoever, but the metaphor doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, if you have enough physical prowess and you can jump onto a step after rock climbing, that means you've conquered fear and you're allowed to leave a prison. It's because he didn't do it with the rope. Because <laughs> That just you can be a sociopath and leave that prison. And by the way, didn't they look like hell on earth? They were all pretty nice people who would just just shout "rise, rise, bazaar" every time somebody tried to get out. Which, yeah. by the way, very quickly somebody would just be like, "Oh, I figured this out. We can all leave the prison." It's not really very hellish. You, you, you just got to jump without the rope. I mean. Superhero movies all have pretty bad second acts, apart from maybe The Dark Knight. I can't really think of a superhero movie where I like the second act, to be honest. But that's the worst one I've ever seen. <laughs> and the typical, like, oh, I've got to have the hero doubt himself so that the villain can have his you know, screen time in the second act. <laughs> Throwing him into a metaphorical well is the worst way I've ever seen of doing that in film. <laughs> ever. It's not a metaphorical well. It's a real well, man. But it's the it's real... Just- Real and conquering fear, which again doesn't make sense when you oh, think man. of it. Man, it's like even before that, I was just like, like even the first act, it just felt like speech <laughs> after speech, yeah, with no is. setup for the speeches. No setup and the speech between Alfred is awful. It's awful. It is, that is most awkward speech I think I've seen in a superhero movie, and I've seen Spider Man too. <laughs> it's just two people saying it was like a Tamino conversation. <laughs> Barely connected speechifying. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe Nolan was like, okay, I actually lied. I didn't watch a bunch of silent movies. I watched I watched Gundam. I marathoned all of it at once, and I was inspired. During the scene between Alfred and Bruce Wayne, I had trouble looking at the screen. I was cringing at how awkward that was. Same. It Same. was... The whole first act is bloated, and it, it's got too many subplots. The stuff with the bankers is is really also cringeworthy the whole like yeah when the market is being attacked and the black cop is like 
I'll keep my money under my mattress. <laughs> and like, you know, this, we don't have any money here. Then what were you doing here? <laughs> like, you're not saying anything smart there. And you've, you've got, like, so many different subplots, a lot of which is, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, his first conversation with Bruce Wayne, where he's like, man, you were like, you were like the rock star orphan. You were just had supermodels and cars, and we just we made stories about you, man. But I knew, I knew and in you your were, eyes, I knew you were Batman because I have that same look. And he's just like, "Yup, I'm Batman." You found it out, and can't deny that whatsoever, based on pure conjecture, based on my chin, I guess, and my eyes. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Yeah, the whole, and I think the. One of the worst problems at first act is I think Catwoman is fantastically written in that yeah. movie, and I think she's really well acted too. But if you're setting up a relationship between her and Batman, Batman cannot be in Afghanistan land for their second act. Yes. Then you never develop their relationship whatsoever. Because it's just I'm gonna kiss you before you ride off into yeah. the atomic sunset. I mean, they were kind of going for like a Catman, Batman movie at the start, but they abandoned that in the second act, so that relationship doesn't work. That, that feels like two separate movies to me. Yeah. And I gotta say, the entire politics in this movie... Is stupid. It, well, it made me feel kind of uncomfortable. Because, on the one hand, it's not really saying anything. Like, he said he was inspired by the Arab Spring, but really, this is just frightening poor people taking over the city and attacking the poor rich people. I mean... So, I mean, essentially, for me, it just ended up being, like, I wanted to say this to my friend who took me to see the movie, but um, he's also, he also, like, dates conservatives and stuff, so I was like, okay, I think I've been a too douchey tonight, just yeah. bashing him, um, but then it, I was just like, that whole movie was just, like, conservative dribble. To me, like, part It felt of like a bat, it felt like um, the French Revolution without any glory. Yeah, I completely without agree. any ideology. It's just it, it felt like a tale of two cities, but without any even-handedness, because Bane ruins all of that. Yeah, um, and the whole scene with the scarecrow, like judging everybody, yeah, judging the bankers, that played out like some schizoid, paranoid, white middle-class nightmare. Of what mob or anarchy is. Of what mob rule is and what anarchy is. Actually, no, scratch it. What democracy is. Oh, snap. Just kidding. But, uh, well, not really. But, yeah. All the scenes in the city in the second act, to me, play out like montages. Yeah? Like, the, the scene where he's breaking them out of jail isn't a breakout scene. It's a montage of breakout happening. Do you know what I mean? Like, there wasn't any standout scenes of them taking over the city. It was just these, it was almost like watching a trailer. It was a bunch of disconnected scenes of stuff happening. I don't know. But I mean, I don't. Well. I mean, like, if you're wanting to, that that didn't really jive me in any real way because I was like, oh, okay, this isn't so much a a story like a coherent story of what's happening. I, like, I guess it was just okay for me. It bothers me because comparing it to Dark Knight, when it's like the systematic creation of anarchy within the city, and we're seeing it all develop, and we're seeing the reactions of people, to just do the prison break as a montage was retarded. Because it should have, there should have been a sense of fear. It should have been like when the Joker breaks out of prison in, in Dark Knight. You should have had a feeling of what it was like on the ground. But it, basically, it's just a series of montages in Gotham of shit going bad, 
then cutting back to Bruce Wayne trying to climb out of a well. Oh, we're going to have to snap this vertebra back into your back. And then you're going to have a fake vision of Ra's al Ghul, which will deliver a plot point. I don't, I don't understand what Ra's al Ghul was there for. Other than just like, being hey, like... Remember how in the comics he was immortal? He's kind of immortal here, but it's actually... He's a no, ghost. He's a ghost, or... Uh, he's a ghost. That is just... I'm going to get my charger. Man, it's like... This, this keeps reminding me how little I know about Batman, but also just how much I'm just like, what just happened in this movie? <laughs> I mean, I realized everything that happened, it's just what happened was dumb. And I think the whole plot line at the start, where I was thinking to think like, hey, this might, this might not be as good as I was expecting, <laughs> was uh, when Bane is basically stealing Shredder's plot line from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, when he's like building the underground city with all the evil hobos, <laughs> the Wayne Enterprises, and nobody has noticed. And it's like they make it out to be like, oh, we'll never find them. But, you know, as big as that set was, and as impressive as it was, there was no sense of enormity there. Because every time Batman or Catwoman would try to look for it, they would just walk into the sewer, and turn lights, and they'd find it. Yeah. That is just. And that's sort of how I feel about it being feeling like a movie played in montage to me. Like, I almost felt like I was watching a trailer for a movie more than I was watching an actual movie. Hmm. Because I was just sort of cutting between things really quick without getting any sense of, like, setting or atmosphere. Hey, I mean... I don't know anything about Soviet montage theory, but, I mean, I, I can't help but wonder if maybe that has something to do with it. Um, see, but the way I understood I Soviet montage theory was it's like oh, you're hungry, so we'll show, like, a cake to show that you're hungry and stuff like that, like, using visual images to get your point across. Oh, okay. Fair but enough. this was just, like, okay, we have to get through this information really quickly, da 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 da, da done. So, yeah. like, when, and if, we, if no one understands, uh, exposition. So this prison, uh, it's where Bane was born. Exposition. So, exposition, exposition, exposition. That's not the way you direct a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Especially so much of the first act is just so bloated and unnecessary and long, which could have been used to flesh out the prison scenes and explain more about the League of Shadows and their motivations apart from just hating Western civilization and basically just being terrorist stand-ins. Like, basically just being, like, Bush-era rhetoric of what terrorists are. Yeah. It's like, oh, we have to take away Western civilization because it's corrupt. Gotta break it down, man. Gotta break it down. The Easterners are after us. I mean, that yeah. was essentially my first thought in the movie was... Ah, uh, shit, this feels like the vague Eastern threat to the Western civilization to tear, da tear down our walls, man. Why well, do you gotta do go, that? When they go to Middle East land, that's when it becomes really obvious. <laughs> I'm kind of sickening. Uh, well, I mean, just, like, like, I always get that sense whenever I'm watching an action movie. I'm like, ah, shit, here we go, Russians again. But this but, yeah. is different because it's making itself out to be some kind of like political movie that's important and saying things. Hey, hey, it's, it's a political movie because Rush Limbaugh made I, it I think, political. <laughs> I think Rush Limbaugh would like this movie if you watched it. Yes. Well, uh, I mean, we're going to do a podcast on this with Chris. Um, this can be DAP. This can be DAP. I'm basically just going to read. What? This is going. This can. This is going to be DAP. Oh, all right, cool. Um, I'm basically going to reiterate a lot of stuff there. But, I mean, so I, I guess I, I don't want to go too into deep, but then I'm going to go into it with him. Uh, so I won't really go into stuff I liked, because there was stuff I enjoyed. Uh, but as Wait, like an I got to say one last thing. 
Yeah. I couldn't help but feel as though, like, I didn't really notice it that much in the trailer, but watching it in the movie on the big screen just made me realize how silly Batman's costume looks. Like, I was literally, like, I was laughing, and, like, normally my friend is all like, fuck you, you laughed and you laughed through all the horror movies and you ruined the horror movies for me. I'm just like, ah, oh, that, that was fucking hilarious because he, the kid got brutally murdered. That's what I'm like. But in here, I just like, that just looks stupid. <laughs> and I never felt that way in either Batman Begins or The Dark Knight. So. <laughs> I think it was just like the light. There was like really, there was one scene um, back when um, Detective Robin, whatever. Um, just. I mean, John Blake, yeah. Yeah, John Blake or whatever his name was. He was at the Wayne Mansion right at the end. And uh, he's talking to the police commissioner. And I was just like, wow, they really fucked up the lighting in that scene. I, I gotta say, the, the scene where I laughed, I know this is a tiny nitpick, but the graveyard where Bruce is buried. Oh, yeah. It's like a Comic Sans font <laughs> on the gravestone. <laughs> For some reason, that just really pulled me out. I was like, no one would do that ever. But the only thing I want to like, I want to ask is you not being a comic book fan. How did the fan of how did the character of Bane strike you? Being um, I I mean I don't know. I thought the I I thought some of what Bane was saying was kind of cool, and he seems pretty okay. Like I might I'd be pretty down with like a couple episodes in a cartoon devoted to to Bane, but, um, it's like, at the end, he just felt like nothing, like, in that last, the la- the very last leg of the movie, I'm just like, well, like, Bane was this pretty okay villain, and then, then he literally became nothing, then he literally became nothing to me. I'm sorry, but his voice was retarded, like, I thought that would grow on me, uh, it never did, and the only thing I can think about that voice is maybe... Because he was born in that prison, it's meant to be like a mishmash of loads of different cultures. But it sounded terrible. It didn't sound threatening. Yeah. And, and no matter what, where he was in the scene, no matter which part of the room he was, how far away he was from the camera, his the the, the you know the the sound of his voice was the exact same level. Yeah. So it was clearly dubbed in every single scene. Oh God. Oh, oh. Yeah, the whole movie was just arsh. I'm, I'm panting. I'm, I'm, I just, I just walked up a bunch of flight of stairs. I, I ran. I, I can't. I got, gotta breathe. Arsh, arsh, yeah. Catwoman is. Uh, yeah. At least Catwoman's performance is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you? Think? I will say I, I like the ending. I don't know if we should spoil it or not, but I actually thought the ending, even though it was pretty much exactly as I expected it, because it's sort of the only way a Batman story can end. I, I like that a, a lot, and it's a little bit. Dis- I just I wish it was a good movie, you know. Like the ending is really good ending to this trilogy. Yeah, I wish this was a good movie. What What do you think of the end? Um, I I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I was kind of hoping, I was kind of hoping they didn't do the little twist at the end for the future, but um, oh, I like that. I mean, I was okay with that, but I was really hoping for like this is gonna be real. Just like Johnny Sacco and his flying robot, or oh, Batman just died. Yeah, but see that would, in my opinion, would have been the fucking dumbest ending possible. Why? Because it would have gone against every other theme that they've gone for in those entire movies of becoming more than the man, so that you can never die, and carrying on your legacy and your mantle, and a legend can never be killed. 
if he had just died and movie that would have been the dumbest it would have been i would have liked a bunch of people dressing up like batman i'm gonna go go fight crime just like in um the dark knight the dark knight returns i would have been like if well i thought before i saw the movie i was expecting it would like train an army to combat league of shadows which would be very similar to dark knight returns to be honest i would have been fine if batman died and it just ended with robin coming becoming batman yeah but it just being like he dies fade to black that would have kind of meant nothing i feel I guess. Because it just wouldn't have... I mean, to me, that's kind of like an immature ending. That's like... like uh, To me, in my opinion, like if you've got a little kid to write an end of Batman story, it would just be... And then Batman dies and Alfred is sad. And but, then and the next movie is he comes back with time-traveling Jesus. But if you, that happened in one of the comic books without Jesus. He came back as a pirate. Um, <laughs> but it, I think if you're going to go for the themes... And this was clearly a more sequel to Batman Begins and Dark Knight... And the entire theme there is becoming an ideal and becoming more than the man. And you've got to pass on the mantle. But I'm just, I, I also, to be honest, the scenes of like Alfred crying and the statue and stuff, I just thought that was really silly. Yeah, that was silly. Um, and just really, and also like him flying away and then the mushroom cloud that causes no nuclear fallout on the city whatsoever. And yeah, yeah the mushroom cloud. No, and then also um, the statue that they build, and I thought that, and also just the image of him flying with the the spear of death behind him. Ah, I just thought it was a really silly image. So if I just ended him dying, I think that would have been kind of lame. But I don't know. I mean, I I think character, I think protagonist stats are all right in my book, but well, I'm, not- I'm also immature, so I don't claim to be more than an eight year old. I will also say that Death Superman has forever made me hate character deaths because oh, I just really? hate character deaths just because to me it's almost like it's almost like masturbation. It's like this man was so amazing. Oh, that is true. That he is true. So great. He was a statue. Oh, I love him. He's my childhood. The end. We're also sad, but yeah, I I still feel like the best end of Batman story is The Dark Knight Returns, but. This wasn't bad, I guess. I just wish it was a well-directed movie. I don't remember The Dark Knight Returns, but I will say that I was surprised to think I was surprised to think that I enjoyed The Amazing Spider-Man more than this. The Dark Knight Returns was a comic book. Oh, uh, it is. Oh, okay. Uh, Frank Miller comic book, but yeah, um, I, I think I'll probably hate the Spider-Man movie a lot more. But I'll Maybe. Go this more, I'll go into this more in depth on the Guru podcast. Yeah, AGE for life. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about on DAP? None. This is just my brief thoughts. So yeah, this movie is is not as good as people are making it out to be. We were people we were tricked. Ignoring. We were tricked, man. Listen, I love I love that man. I love the ending of this movie. Oh well, goodbye. What? That, that's that's the end. I, well, I mean, yep. that that's not how we ended on DAP. We. We ended by talking about our lives, and well, today I, I shot a bear after I woke up. 